welcome to Roll with Adventure, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast that transports you through the magic of imagination from our world to the far-off world of Eberests, a land full of heroes and villains, the evil and the divine, monsters and miracles, and, of course, magic. We are delighted to bring you this adventure from our imagination to your ears. If you like what you hear, please subscribe for further episodes and follow us on social media. If you want to learn more about us in this podcast, please visit us at RollWithAdventure.com. And now, let's listen as our heroes roll with adventure. Hello and welcome to Roll With Adventure. This session's campaign is of shadows and bliss. My name is Cass, and I'm the Dungeon Master for this ragtag band of heroes. Today, our journey into the tale of adventure, intrigue, secrets, and magic across the world of Ibris continues. This session begins in the afternoon of Skalum, the 14th of Leonay, in the year 1083 PR, as the party chases after Faileth, who just ran through a wall, after the escaped gnomish stand-in counselor, Remelwyn. Now, before we dive right in, let's meet our band of heroes. To decide the order of introductions, let's roll player initiative, not character. And remember here, we roll with adventure. So, how dexterous or not have each of you been this past week? I caught a cold from my tiny germ factories, which I'm sure you will hear in my voice this session. Uh, so I have been a couch lump for the last two days and should probably take a negative two for lazy. It's my birthday on the day that we're recording. And as uh, the person whose birthday was, I got to hang out with one of my nieces, the very youngest one. It was very delightful. We went to our dance class. And um, I don't know what it is about uh, this age. It was like two and a half, three, between two and a half and three. She's very excited to like hang out with me, which is just gratifying all by itself. Uh, however, we hung out for most of the day. And uh, at one point, uh, we we were eating lunch. She went to slide. Did you want to do that thing that kids do where they just like slide out of the booth underneath the table? And I was like, nah. And somehow managed to catch like the the back of her shirt and just like pinned her to the back of the booth. And she was like, Uncle Brian's so fast. Um, which I think was pretty much the best reaction you can get out of a two and a half year old. So I'm gonna take a plus two for being quick reacting. I'm completely blanking on dexterous things. I feel like I have done nothing, dexterous or undexterous. You know what, though? I did almost burn my fingers taking some hot food out of the microwave, so, like, maybe minus one? Uh, so the only thing I can think of is while we were coming back from shopping, I tripped on a ghost speed bump, uh, which, if anyone doesn't know that, it's a speed bump that's actually not there. <laughs> so I'm taking a minus one for that one. Is this in honor of Halloween, or are those, like, actually a thing? I would have thought a ghost speed bump was one of a speed bump that used to be there, but isn't anymore. Nope. That's just Corey being clumsy. I was like, is it one that's unpainted? You'll have to ask Faileth. She can see them. And talk to them. But, let's see what you roll. I rolled a three, so add in the two, and I get a whole five. That'll be a six for me. I also rolled a six, but with my minus two, it is a four. And I got a five with my minus one. 
This bodes poorly for us as a party. No, we're getting the bad rolls out of the way. Bad rolls out of the way. Good rolls for the game. <laughs> Good rolls. Hi, I'm Allie, and I'm playing Quarry Anakalathi Bostukbates, a Goliath Paladin of Soul. Quarry has learned two key lessons in their service to Soul. The first being that you should always trust actions, not words. You must see the truth for yourself. And the second being. You must be very sure, and your facts have to be things that you know, not just things that you've heard. I am Brian. I am at MindOverBrian on both Twitter and on Twitch. Although on Twitch, I spell it with a zero. And I am playing Amelian Barebone, the changeling barbarian who typically appears to be a bearded half-elven man, with a noticeable scar running across his cheek from his upper lip and curving around to nick his right ear with red hair and blue eyes, but more importantly than what he usually looks like is the fact that Melian has no problem changing to members of the opposite sex, um, which is, you know, whatever, it's fine. Usually, he, usually he, the only reason he would do that would be to look like Faelith's mom in a, in a situation where that would be a thing that would save her. But one time he did manage to flirt his way out of being arrested by the guard. Hey everyone, my name's Corey. Uh, guest appearance on here for a little bit. I'm currently playing Andre Rostam Thomason, who is a paladin of the Order of Commons. And his big fact is that unlike most paladins, <clears throat> he did not he's not been in the religion since the beginning of his life or young life. He was actually a common person and then picked uh, for his service in the city watch <clears throat> by the monarchy to join the Order of Commons, uh, which we'll see if we go into more details. Hello, I am Sasha, and I play Faelith, the half-elven bard who was raised by and can speak to ghosts. And my fun fact about Faelith this week is that she would absolutely murder someone for a cream puff. She loves cream puffs. Uh, and this Faelith fact also doubles as a Sasha fact because Sasha loves cream puffs. I might not murder for them. As much or less than your love for trifle. Oh, that's tough. Probably less. Because trifle is like a cream puff, but also with berries. What about cream puff trifles? That might just be the greatest thing that ever existed. Now that everyone has introduced themselves, let's get this adventure rolling. And remember here, we roll with adventure. Our scene begins divided in two places. One amidst halls of stone and wood, as Faileth followed spectrally by her ghostly companion feeder carefully navigates to the north by 473 paces to reach the location Remelwyn has likely appeared. And our other companions, Kuari, Melian, and the newly introduced Andre of the Order of the Commons, who have just raced out into the central plaza at the very heart of Dwemer Hollow. Where would you like to begin? With Faileth as the one-minute clock ticks down from the magical item she has deployed? 
or with Melian, followed by Quarry and Andre in hot pursuit, as you enter into the maze that is the city itself. I feel like as we're following Faileth, it might make sense for us to follow after Section. That makes sense to me. Let it be so. The stone wall that you slow looked through. It moves around you like water. Though you can't see through it. It is, for a brief period of time, pitch darkness. Absolutely dark. And then you step out the other side. The stone flowing around you until it rejoins itself behind. You continue running, charging, moving through walls, dodging around desks, quickly skipping past people. Can you give me a flat d20 to see how likely you are to come up to any kind of obstacle. I got 11. Okay. So that's right in the middle. It's probably within the first 15 or so seconds of your time that you come hurtling through a wall and you hit a bookshelf. You quickly step out of the wall. Are you going to... You are now standing in a hallway. You know that you have about 45 more seconds of your time before this will end. You can feel it trickling away, charging through you. This hallway, there is a door about 10 feet down on your left. And there is a door about 15, 20 feet down on your right. Both that are going in the direction you want to go. But you can't go through the wall because there is wood blocking you on the other side. What will you do, Fela? A new reading was bad for you. So the one with the wood, the one with the bookshelf is to the north. Yeah, it's to the north. I'm going to see if I can shove the bookshelf out of the way quickly. And if it doesn't appear to be budging, I will give up. Give me a strength check and have advantage because we'll say Veter's helping you. Cool, because I'm so bad at strength. That's a 20! Instead of shoving a bookshelf down, what you find is that just slightly, a little bit over from where you'd been, uh, where you'd been trying to go through the wall, you can go through and you come through the wall it's sort of an alcove between two bookshelves and you walk straight through a small bust of a noble figure and you seem to have come into what looks like a bit of an office or an archive and you can see glass on the far end clearly you are almost out of this building great let's keep going there is a scream as Veter's form comes through the wall, there's a woman. Looks like she was in the middle of filing something away, who, having noticed you, lets out a shriek. Out to the wee, ma'am! Necromancer coming through! Move along! 
important business, and I run past her. As Veter comes past her, he's just going to look slowly at her, his chin slightly detached and hanging there as he sort of gapes at her as he glides past her, having some of the most fun he's had in centuries. And she is going to faint. Faileth will just cackle as she heads for that north wall. You head for the north wall and you go straight through it. You're in a small alleyway. Right in front of you is a little bit in the distance. You can see like it opens into a courtyard. You're sort of between two sort of wings of this building. and But you can see light at the far side of it and likely what looks a little bit like a courtyard. All right, I'm going to make a break for that courtyard. As you make a break for that courtyard, you come out into an area that is still contained within high walls of stone. Give me an straight intelligence check. What is my intelligence? Uh, That is a 16 plus 1, 17. You think that you're approximately halfway in the distance that you think you should be. You've still got more than 30 seconds of this, so it's not from looking about quickly into this small courtyard, it looks like it's a place where like, there's a, a well, so there's another source of water. Looks like it might have been at one point a like a bit of a fort or a manor that has been repurposed into the more government buildings that it has become. All right, I'm going to use those 30 seconds. I'm going to just keep going north. I'm assuming that you are dashing the entire way, except for when you had to pause to try and knock that bookshelf over. Yeah, otherwise she's full dash every time. Faileth has some stamina. You dash, and you run straight for a wall. You're going to, as you travel through this wall, melting around you, the light of the sort of courtyard behind you diminishing until it vanishes. Veter's presence feeling almost floating you're going to just barely make it out the other side before your distance would end, and then you'd be stunned. And you are now in most assuredly what is actually an alley. Sort of where Old Town borders near North Maker's March, heading towards Dockside. And so you're in a bit of an older area. Most of these buildings are going to be uh, stone or wood or a plaster that you're coming up to. And you can see that about the direction you need to be running, it looks like there's a building that has sort of a raised foundation and you might be able to run through it. Let's do this. She's having the best time and just sprints for it. Give me a dexterity acrobatics check. Okay. I'm decent at that. Oof. That's an 8 plus 2. That is 10. You get probably about three quarters of the way through it when you feel the magic start to run out of you. And you're going to get shunted to the other side of this building into a dingy dank alleyway that is covered in detritus and just refuse. Faileth feels very at home. Yes, you most assuredly feel quite at home. This is my place. These are my people. 
you're going to take seven force damage, and you're stunned till the end of your next turn. So suddenly you're just in the alleyway. Veter is going to come floating through, and he'll he'll form next to you, sort of clipping and appearing there. And while you're stunned, sort of laying there, give me a perception check. That is an 18 plus 2. That is a dirty 20. The airflow in this alleyway is not good. Nothing is coming in and clearing the smells out. And mixed amongst the smells of refuse and detritus, garbage, decay, you smell brimstone. Brimstone? Well, the crap is brimstone, dude, and out. The same smell that came from the cloak. Little bastard's here. Or he was. Can I do anything, or do I have to wait? As you sort of register that, your vision stops spinning, your head stops pounding from being shunted through stone, you can slowly pull yourself to stand up. You've been pretty much running on an almost straight line because you haven't had to move that much. It pretty much smells almost like right where you are. So he landed right where I am and then has moved somewhere, but I don't know where. She will try right. Give me a stealth check. That's a five plus two. That's a seven. As you are slowly making your way through... You knock a few things over. You startle a cat. I get kitty, be quiet. And then you come up, like almost there. There's a form hunched in front of you, looking that appears to be looking through some of the detritus that has been tossed here, and is muttering to themselves. Spare some food, Mister. The person will spin, looking at you. They're very, very dirty. They look to be probably in their late 40s, human, and they are covered in various clothes and states of disrepair. Where'd you come from? I don't know. I live around here. Just looking for something to eat. Haven't seen you about. Ah, it's because I try not to be seen when the, you know... High and mighty poke their noses. I'm pretty good at being quiet, but I figure in a place like this, I'm only going to run into others like me, so not such a need to hide, you know? Others like you or those on the run? I suppose, yeah. You think for a small scampling, you might be able to find scrounge something. Dolly, anything, me? Anything you say. I think I saw an onion for you. I can't Love an onion. Onion's pretty good. I eat worms. You see him pull out an onion. The onion has definitely gone bad in most places, but there is a part of it, at least, that isn't. Like the street urchin, or the wilderness urchin she is, uh, Faileth snatches it and then uh, gives him a grateful little smile and tucks it in her sash as if to save it for later. And then sort of cocks her head and goes, So what are you looking for if the onion isn't to your liking? He's going to hold up one of his feet. You can see one of his shoe. The sole of it has started to come off. I was hoping there'd be another shoe. 
Last time I got a good pair in this alleyway. Yeah. I didn't even have shoes for the longest time. The first time someone put them on my feet, I thought they were trying to trap me. But I've gotten used to them now. More or less. Important for the winter time. Yeah. I lost one of my toes during the winter, actually. Little one on my right foot. Froze clean off. Do you still feel like you can feel it? I do. Phantom toe. Do you have one too? You see him, he holds up his right hand and he's missing his ring finger on his right hand. So he holds it up, points, and he wiggles the stub a little bit. Faileth pops off her boot and shows him her foot with the missing toe. Cute little button feet. What did you say? Oh, I didn't. It's Madge. Hello. Uh, hello, Madge. You can call me Vey. Hello, Faye. Vey. Vey. Alright. Look, V, you've not seen a gnome around here, have you? He's gonna suspiciously look at you. Can you give me a persuasion check? That is a 12 plus 5. 17. Does he owe you money? Yes. He asked me to take a letter for him to his, I don't know, someone in that court, the highfalutin... Please. He had, anyway, he asked me to deliver a letter for him and said he'd give me copper if I came, if I did it. And I did it real fast. And I came to him and I said, I delivered your letter just like you said. And then he told me that he was lucky he didn't clap me in irons and he didn't give me a single penny farthing. So I figured I would find him and I would stick my knife in his ribs. Or, you know, steal his purse. Give me a deception check, but with advantage because he already likes you and I feel like you do want to stab him. I do very badly want to stab him. Oh, I've heard oh with advantage, that's 19 plus 5. That's, 20, that's 24. He looks at you and he goes, He sounds like a... Sounds like a... <laughs> Us honest folk, we do things for... Those high and mighty ones, and then this is how they repay us. Right? And they're looking down their noses at us the whole time. Like, just because we don't bathe regularly, we're not human. <sighs> oh, yes, I did see it. Appeared in a flash of fire. Stunk terribly like rotten eggs. Ugh. Shot off that way, and quickly went right. Thanks for your help, Vey. Look, if I find something that's better than an onion, I'll bring it round for you. Ow. Oh, and tell me what your shoe size is, and if I find anything good in the dumpster, I'll leave it here for you. How about that? He will put out his hand, his right hand, missing a finger, uh, and he'll thank you kindly. And as you run off, he'll shout something more to you. Can you give me a perception check to catch it as you go? Uh, that is 15 plus 2. Be careful. Looked like he had a... Some kind of wand. Don't worry, I got a ghost with me. And he's going to faint. As Veter floats past him. As Veter, for the first time, becomes visible through the detritus. Gaping at him. Like, really just hamming it up. And he's, he's going to faint as well. 
Faileth is definitely making a mental note. Convince Melian to buy this guy some boots, since he has all her money. Excellent. And with that, you will head off and to the right. You'll begin to run down what is a winding streets that curve and change when you come to the first Y in the streets. One goes off to the left, to the northwest, and one goes off to the right, to the northeast. The one going to the northwest will head off and sort of curl around and come to the far western side of Dockside. And the one to the east will meet up with Maker's March and or just go into Dockside. Now you tell me to go right. Is that something I've already done? You have already done that. He told you to go right as you came out of the alleyway. If I was a creepy little sneaky gnome, I'd go to the docks. There are various peddlers and people out and about as Vider has been following you. He's been keeping a distance from you, so not to, to like be necessarily associated with you. You are being followed by a trail of screams. You said there's, there's merchants and stuff around here? Uh-huh. There are a couple peddlers about. There looks like there's a boy who's doing some shoe shining. There's probably someone selling meat, and then there's a couple different shops as well. And then there are people that are walking about. Though they are now looking in the direction that the screams are coming as this ghostly visage is slowly moving closer to them with fear. Can I use... I think we have established that I can use Major Image to disguise myself, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've done that already. You didn't use it to disguise. You used it to create an almost like a simulacra over top of... Basically, yeah. I'm hiding in the disguise of myself. So I would like to cast Major Image and uh, make myself look like a little gnome child. So I'm basically hiding behind the illusion of a little gnome child. If you do use Major Image, you will lose Feeder. Is this concentration? Yeah. So it is your choice. I think at this point, as much as I love having him around and scaring the crap out of everyone, I'm going to attract more unwanted attention if I keep him. Uh, so as much as it'd be nice to let him beat the shit out of this gnome, I'm going to let him go. Uh, so he will f fade away and you'll hear him say uh, something along the lines of, Thank you. Hey, man. I'll let you beat the shit out of the gnome later. I can always summon you again. I still have one more third level spell. I mean, second level spell. This is my last third level spell. But you're only a second level spell. And I'm going to run into the middle of all of the merchants and peddlers and go, Where's my daddy? Papa? Has anyone seen my dad? Oh. You see one of the women that is nearby as she looks over to you and goes oh young one can you describe your papa he, he looks like me so she looks like a young remowin and so she goes well he's a gnome like me and he has a nose like me and he is very strong and he wears she describes the last thing she saw remowin wearing and he took me here to buy me a present for my birthday for, and now I can't fight him. Did anyone see my dad? Can you give me a deception check with advantage? So it is a 14 plus 5, so that is 19. Can you also give a perception check? 
That is a 9 plus 2. That is an 11. Too busy being dramatic to be perceptive. So while you are too busy to be perceptive, while you are engaged in this, you have not noticed that leaning a bit farther from you, right next to an alleyway, has been a figure that has watched you quite intently. One that had noticed Faileth come into this square, had seen Vitor vanish, and your form change. The figure quietly watches before they turn and walk down an alleyway, their cloak billowing behind them, emblazoned upon it in crimson red. The inquisitorial son of soul. Oh shit. I mean, poop. But, while they have not chosen to intervene here, the woman says, Oh, I did see. Which way, Timothy? Uh, the woman sort of turns over to a young man that looks. At, was looking at uh, some bread. What way did that uh, gnome go that bumped into you? He'll point, and he's actually, he points to the left. The gnome was heading towards the western end of Dockside. Thank you. I'm gonna go see if I can find him. If he comes back here, can you tell him that Guiyama is looking for him? Of course we will, Guiyama. Thank you. Now, you be safe out there. Okay. She gives a little curtsy and rushes off to the left. With that, with you charging towards Dockside, let's switch to your companions. Oh man, am I so worried about that ominous cloaked figure. Faileth is gonna get burned at the stake again. I mean, please not until after Quarry leaves. It's going to be so awkward. I was wondering when that Inquisitor would make another appearance. I had completely forgotten about them until this afternoon when I was walking with Cass. And Cass was like, don't forget about this guy. And I was like... This is not the first time someone has wanted to burn Phalus. It'll be fine. She's resilient. It'll be okay. She's been burned before. It's <laughs> <laughs> Come back as a ghost. It'll be fine. So, moving to our other companions. Melian, you have just charged out into the central plaza. Behind you, probably about 20, 30 feet, are Quarry and Andre. Andre, who has, though, just said to Quarry that he thinks he knows approximately where that should be. The distance. Melian, you can go left, which will, if you, once you go up and around some of the buildings, you might be able to shoot through an alleyway to head in the direction north, or you can go, or you can follow along up through northern, north Maker's March until you can dart over into Old Town. Or you can go to the right and hope that an alleyway is nearby that you can head up in Old Town through. Melian's immediate thought is up and over. So he's going to throw on a cloak and assume the form of a rock climber used to know 
and just hit the building face on to go up and then over the building. Give me an athletics check for climbing. And it will be as Melian is starting to go up the building that Quarry and Andre will come out. Uh, that is a modified 20. Okay. So you've probably made it about 15 feet up when Quarry and Andre come out of the building. Quarry and Andre. Melian's nowhere in sight. Quarry with vests clamped under one arm will turn to Andre and say, which way? The fastest way would be this way. And we'll try and take her the quickest way he knows to get to the set house, or at least out of the courtyard. So you guys will dart off to the right, and you will begin to head towards Old Town. Melian, you will... You're within hearing distance that you can hear that the that Andre has said that he knows the quickest way. Cool. I don't I don't know that guy. Then you will continue up the building. Yep. You'll make it up to the roof of the building and start making your way across. It's quite busy down below. People really didn't notice you. That and the guards rolling twos and threes on perception. <laughs> it is what it is. And so you will make your way running across the roof of the building. You'll run around the dome, and as you do, you'll come to the other side and continue a bit farther until you come to what is sort of like, uh, it almost is, think of the ways that like a cat has sometimes puts their paws out in front of them. Those two sort of like little nubs that come out, and there's a small pathway between the two of them that isn't doesn't go to a door or anything, and then there's a courtyard on the other side. A walled courtyard. Sorry, I'm having a hard time picturing. So is there a, like, how much lower than this building? Because I assume that it, but the store behind it is, like, raised? Can I jump to the next building over? Yeah. Like, does that look like a realistic distance to jump? You can't jump across this courtyard, but if you, say, went to the east or to the west, you could with a running start, jump to a building on the other side and continue making your way across the roofs that way. Yeah, so Melian will try and stick to the roofs, knowing that eventually he's going to hit like a like an alleyway or something and be able to like spot the the wake that Faleth leaves behind her. <laughs> this is his first rodeo. Uh, so give me an acrobatics check. It's a 19. Excellent. So you will jump from building to building, tumbling as you go, gracefully rising, keeping as high as you can, making sure you don't lose too much altitude as you're going, grabbing and climbing up where you need to. Various shingles go skittering down, smashing onto the street below. And every once in a while, as you sort of glance around, sometimes you'll see an alley or two back behind you, maybe a little bit farther down a street, you'll see Quarry and Andre also seem to be on a pretty similar path as you. Okay. You are coming to what looks like a series of bigger buildings that are all really close together with a street that goes off on... There's a street, a wider street on the left that you won't be able to jump, and a wider street on the right that you won't be able to jump. But it looks like between each of these buildings, there is an alleyway. Melian's plan is to slide down the roof and just sort of like slide down the wall and land in sort of a heap. And as he does that, make himself look like Faleth and then stand up and be like, I swear I've been here before. 
Give me a flat d20 for if this is the same alleyway that Faileth was in. Uh, I rolled a four, so it sounds unlikely. So you come down in a heap, and you stand up saying it, and no one says anything. There's various boxes and barrels around. This alleyway looks like there may have been at some point some kind of gang fight in here in the past while. You can see scuffs. You can see a couple things that are broken. What looks like a person had been thrown down onto something. You can see cuts and nicks in the walls from where blades came across them or were were parried into. Mm -hmm. This alleyway goes east to west, and at either end of it, there are streets that both head north. Which way looks the busiest, like east or west? Before I answer that, Andre and Kuari, can between the two of you, can you elect one of you to call heads or tails. Would you like to do it, Corey? Sure, I'll do the honors. We'll, we'll go with tails. That sounds like it fell on the floor. Yep, that fell on the floor. Give me one moment. You guys are very lucky. It will be about just as Faileth is coming out of an alleyway. Actually, I should ask, do you want the less well-traveled one or the more-traveled one? Melian will head for the one that looks the most crowded, assuming that anyone who's trying to escape would head for a crowd. You will head into a road in which people, the crowd is mostly traveling towards the city center with a couple people that seem to be quite scared. And Faileth, you will, or Melian Faileth, will step out of an alleyway as Quarry and Andre are coming up through a crowd of people that are going, There's a ghost! There's a monster! It's evil! Oh, Faileth! Wait a moment. Have you seen Melian? <laughs> Shit. Or the gnome we're chasing? Melian will look Quarry right in the face and be like, I think you're looking at the wrong person. Uh, Quarry's going to frown and then say, have you seen the gnome? Uh, I think maybe there's another one of me who is running ahead of me. Then we should continue on. Yes. I'll I'll go a different way. An odd disguise he would use. All right. Well, we should... Uh, which direction do you think we should go? Well, I, I think I hear people talking about a ghost. And if there were another one of me, they would definitely talk about a ghost. Uh, okay. Corey is going to walk up to one of the merchants. One of the fleeing townsfolk. Oh, are they all fleeing? Well, there are some merchants that are trying to wave people down. Some of them are confused. A couple of them are hearing that there's ghosts and have started to pack up their shops. I will go for one of the ones that is packing up because they'll have seen something. Excuse me. Sorry, sir. We're closed. I have but a question for you. Just one moment. Ask away. Questions can be answered. Have you seen a little girl and which direction she went? There are many little girls in this city. Have you seen any that stuck out to you? There was a rather pretty one, walking with her mother. No, this little girl would have been all alone, no adults. Can't say I have. Quite sorry. Unless you're talking about one of those urchins. Yes, yes, an urchin. Which direction? All around us. But most of them are down by Dockside. Right. Corey will turn back to the Faileth Melian and Andre and say... Well, this one's not seen her, I don't think, but he suggests that we could find more urchins by the dock. 
It was horrible. Did you see its mouth hanging open and dangling? Andre will walk to that person and be like, Excuse me. <gasps> yes? Are you here to kill it? Are you here to kill the monster? Depends. What monster did you see and where did you see it going? A horrifying, terrible ghost. That way. He'll turn to Quarry and the Faith be like, I assume ghost this way? Yes. Uh, yes, yes. Let's follow that ghost. Bailiff would be so offended if she was there right now. This is slander. Yes, as quickly as we can. Well, follow. Let's go. And he'll start. Andre will start running that way. Or I will follow along. You'll head in that direction until you reach basically a point where there's really no one around. And then you continue a bit farther and it seems business as usual. And you are now at a Y in the road. Oh, we should pick this fort up and use it. <laughs> there are a couple shops open about. There is a boy that is doing shoe shining off to the side near a cobbler's. And there are a couple people out and about. It does not seem like there are that very many people. Melly and Faleth will go over to the boy and be like, Boy! Boy! Have, have you seen a ghost? I heard that there might be a ghost around. He looks up. Can't say I have. Have you seen anything else unusual? What's it to you? Well, it means I won't punch your lights out is what it means. To me. Can you give me an intimidation check? I sure can. I'm not good at uh, persuasion, but I might be good at intimidation. That's a 17. Unless you want me to roll with disadvantage. Since uh, I look no. like Faleth. Well, so he's also a kid. You're a kid. I think that's balancing out. If you were trying to intimidate against an adult, be like, yeah, you're disadvantaged. Just to emphasize it, Melian's going to crack his knuckles like a, as if he were still in possession of his half-elven uh, man body and not realize. So he's doing all like, uh, <laughs> flexing his forearms and cracking his knuckles. For some reason, this kid doesn't understand, but he gets this sense of foreboding. Like, there's more to this little girl than there appears. And, and he's gonna go, well, uh, there, there, first there was a, a gnome that was running, like, like the town guard were after him. Uh, and then there was a little girl, a little gnomish girl, saying that she was looking for her daddy. Uh, and both of them headed off that way. All right, well, thank you. You get your, get to keep your nose for today. And then, uh, uh Melly will also, like, drop a gold as he runs off this way Quarry and other guy this kid is looking at possibly the most money he's made <laughs> probably at least maybe a year's wages Melian remembered uh, mid conversation that that was a child that he just threatened so he felt very bad he looks at you with this look of admiration and as you're running he'll say the first gnome stunk really terribly like rotten eggs. And he was waving a stick around. Be careful. Maybe he has a crush on Faleth. Maybe Faleth's gonna have a boyfriend. <laughs> That'd be the worst. That would be the worst. Can you can you imagine if there was a, this little boy following her around? Bite your tongue. Ugh. She has no idea who it is. That would be so funny. I would love that. Well, your accent's really different now. 
<laughs> and don't you remember me? You gave me that coin. No. <laughs> Nelly just standing there looking very awkward. Do I tell her? Oh, you don't have to be abashed about it. Because of you, I was able to buy myself an apprenticeship spot. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I will serve you the rest of my days. No! <laughs> Just follow her around. <laughs> I will shine all of your shoes. Oh, what is this horrible feat that has befallen me? <laughs> <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> oh, it would be so good. Don't put that juju on me. That would be great. Please, 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 please. Boys are gross. Well, we'll just have to see what happens. Hashtag unrequited love. And with you guys now heading off down this road, let us move back to Faileth. Faileth, as you charge down this street, what I'm imagining is that you're using your major image to overlay the image of the small gnomish child, this young Remelwyn in female form, and then you're hiding the rest of yourself. Is that right? Yeah. I figure Faileth is small enough that she doesn't have to, like, crouch very low to be the same height as a little gnome child. A little bit taller than a regular gnome child, but not much. As you continue down the street, passing through the old buildings of Old Town, they will begin to get dingier. They will begin to get be in states of disrepair. Dirtier. The clothing around here, it slowly begins to become more worn. Old. Clearly, very clearly, hand-me-downs. Until you come to a divide that is almost transformation. A move from buildings all cramped together to buildings that are sparsely apart with almost a shanty town built up around them creating smaller alleyways twisting and turning the docks in the distance you come to your first spot and there's one main thoroughfare that goes off probably in about a bit more northeast direction starts to bend a bit ahead. But then there are three other more smaller alleyways or footpaths that head off from here. What are you going to do? I'm going to keep going with my intuition here and uh, continue dockward. Head as close as you can towards the water? Yeah. Okay. So you'll take the northern alleyway. This one, it brings you between two buildings. Previously, this likely was an area that people would be able to bring carts through and would have been able to unload and bring supplies into town that have come down the river. But the amount of smaller, ramshackled, impermanent structures that have been built up on the sides have definitely turned this into a much smaller alleyway. Boxes, barrels stacked up, sheets strung across them. As you continue, you will eventually come to more of an actual street, and you can see that on either side there are very tightly packed together rows of houses. Very dark, 
the build the almost all the windows have been boarded up. You can see a tavern that looks like a seedier one a bit farther, not that far away from where you are. You can see what looks like maybe a, a washerwoman's uh, business. And on the other side of the buildings in front of you, you think that you can see what might be the tops of various warehouses. There are various people scattered about. There are a couple people that are just leaning up against buildings in a daze. Bottle, perhaps, by them. Others. Just tired. Hungry. Probably cold. Then there are a couple, likely the ones that live here, because it is cheaper rent, that are moving about furtively and quickly, clutching closely their purses and whatever they have. Do any of them look like they might, like any of them look like they might be a little more sympathetic than the others? They look alert, but not super furtive. Give me a flat d20. 16. I'm rolling hot tonight. You see one that you think might be a bit more sympathetic towards your cause. What do they look like? What are they? You asking me? Oh yeah, asking you. She looks like sort of a motherly figure... Maybe lives around here. Definitely not well-to-do, but also not on the bottle. Probably just looking to get by. She wears a rather faded and old bonnet. And her dress has nice big pockets. And that's probably the reason that you're drawn towards her. Faileth, as Baby Gnome, comes up and puts on her best pout and says... Have you seen my death? She looks like, for a moment, she's about to almost kick you away. And then she takes a bit of a closer look to you, at you and goes, I haven't seen you about before. Where'd you lose your papa? I was following him in the market. And he, he saw something and he, he turned and he ran and I followed him. But I lost him, and I don't know. I don't know where he went. And the nice lady back there said he came this way. Did you see? Can you please describe your pop? And she'll come down so that she's standing, sort of at your level. He's a gnome like me, but he's got a fancy cape, and he just bought. He just got a new wand, and he was really proud of it, and he was showing it to everybody. She was almost about to reach out to you and pat you, which would have been bad because physical interaction would reveal that this is an illusion. Yup. But she doesn't. She, she pulls her hands back and she, she starts thinking, you know, I think I might. Was he wearing a, a red cape? Yeah. There was a man that came through here. He looked to be quite short. I didn't see if he was a gnome or not. But he ran up that way, and she will point off towards the west, up this road. Think. If you see him, will you tell him that Grimla is looking for him? Of course. 
course I will. Of course I will. And she's going to reach out towards you to pat you. And uh, Faileth will duck under her hand and dash off. Thank you, I gotta find him. Bye! Be safe, little one. I'll try my best. And I will run in the direction that she told me he went. Now, give me a flat d20. Ooh, five. So as you come up to this next area, you see that it's quite busy. But as you ask people around, trying to ask anyone that seems sympathetic, no one remembers seeing a gnome running through here. Gavin blast! Well, this little baby gnome is swearing up a blue streak. Let's switch off back to your other companions. So you guys are heading up this road, and you will eventually come to an area where it clearly begins to change. The neighborhood begins to become a bit more worse for wear, and then it becomes dockside. You can either continue following this road that sort of curves up and to the north and moves off to the northwest, but there's also a couple different alleyways heading off of here. There's a couple different uh, individuals around, a few vagrants that are sitting by, but there's also some that are walking past, quickly bustling by. Well, Ellie, you're our expert. Cass, how long has it been since we... Actually, I don't know how this would work, but um, how long has it been since we fought the gnome? You guys, it's probably throughout all of this running, all of this movement, it's probably been about 10-15 minutes. It wouldn't be possible to do any kind of perception check to see if I can see anything that would help me track him? Or a survival check? It is interesting that you ask that, considering that you do have Hunter's Mark on him. Yes. So go right ahead. It will be a survival check. Okay. That's 15. You get the barest whiff, possibly, of what almost smells like rotten eggs or maybe sulfur. Brimstone. But you can't tell what direction it was from. Oh, we're on the right track. He was definitely here. I can smell it, but I can't tell where he went. Let me ask some questions. And also, guess before I kind of do, what do I know of Rimmelwyn specifically? What do you know of Remelwyn? Well, Remelwyn appeared approximately eight months ago. He appeared in the city. It was said that Lord Leidenfath came to the city and at a dinner with other council members announced that this no Remelwyn, who no one had ever had any dealings with previously, would be standing in for him on sitting on the council, as was his prerogative to provide his seat to another individual in his stead. Other than that, you haven't found anything. This definitely raises, has raised questions for you, but because you've only been in the city for a shorter period of time, and you've been looking at the wider investigation of every, other things that are going on, you weren't, you didn't look into this as much, but you did make a note of it. Because you don't even know where he lives. 
who else he's associated with. He just showed up. And while there are other individuals said that this was announced at a dinner in which all the council members were present, there are some conflicting information about that. Conflicting in that around the time this was meant to be, more than one council member wasn't in Dwemer. Would I know which council members were not in around the supposed time of the dinner? Lady Gessa was not in Dwemer Hollow at that time. She was in Barrowman's at her estate, as she normally would be for a few months. Might come up later. And in the area, you said there were a couple people who were loitering around? Yep, there's definitely a couple people loitering around. Okay, I'll go up to one of them and be like, excuse me. You can see a elderly individual leaning up against a wall with a pipe, slowly smoking away, releasing little puffs of smoke, some rings, observing. And as you ask him, he'll sort of just look up at you, and he will blow a smoke ring in your face. Cough, Vic. Excuse me, sir. I'm wondering if you've seen a man run through here recently. Would have a cloak very short. What's it to you? He says this through a smile that is missing some of his very yellow teeth. He is running from me, and I need to find him. I cannot disclose the details right now, but I would be greatly appreciated if you would help. Can Cory loom behind Landry, glaring down a little bit? Do you want to give me an intimidation check? I would love to give you an intimidation check. Oh no, that's a three. <laughs> uh, hold on. I, I rolled a three. I rolled a three. What's my modifier? Oh, it's plus four. Hey, that's a seven. Quarry is just grinning like an idiot. Like, <laughs> maybe they look crazed. As you loom, you're looming behind this like look on your face. It's meant to be really serious, but it sort of looks derpy. the <laughs> <laughs> poor Quarry. Meanwhile, Melian moves to the other side, still looking like Faelith, and, like, snaps one of the javelins that he's got that he doesn't use anymore to also be... Because he knows that he can't just loom, because he's three foot nothing or whatever it is, but however tall Faelith actually is. She's about four feet. I would like to also make an intimidation check. Go right ahead. That's a modified 20. The mouse is scarier than the elephant. Amazing. <laughs> Everyone always talks about how tall Quarry is and being concerned, and just NPCs do it. And then this one time, just nope. This guy, not scared of tall people at all. It's the short ones. Always scared of the short ones. Always takes note of the short ones. Definitely saw the gnome. Definitely saw a gnome run through here. You never know where they are. They can sneak up on you. The tall people, they can't hide, but the short ones. There was one. Came running through here. A short one. And then its spawn came running through here, too. 
chasing after it, hooting and hollering. These small folks don't belong in our town. Ah. See, they bring in bad business. And if you're running him out of town, I'll help you. I've seen him before. He has a house down on the old lane. Until sort of point. It's the one with the broken stoop. It's a bit of a faded grey. Most things here are, though. But you'll know it. It's a broken stoop. Actually still has some glass in the second story built window. And then he'll look at Faileth. Just this look of utter concern and just like <laughs> small person with a weapon and he'll have flashbacks to being mugged by halflings that weren't halflings they were just human children <laughs> oh that's great um, thank you and if I have my way he won't bother anyone Shall we go? Let's do it. Indeed, lead the way. All right, I'll lead towards the house that he pointed out. And you head on your way with a silly grin plastered to Kawari's face as you come up and around and you come through an area. And as you start to head down, you eventually come to a spot where you can see a building that is two stories has a broken stoop. It's a slight grayish color. Considerable damage. And there's glass in the upper story windows. But you will also notice, nearby, a small, gnomish child. One that absurdly looks like a almost miniaturized caricature gender swap of Remelwyn. Andre will definitely walk towards him thinking it's Remelwyn in disguise. Uh, so he'll kind of approach aggressively towards this child. Do I notice them? Give me a perception check. I don't. Does Vess notice Phelan? Yes. I think Vess will. I imagine Vess is squirming a lot. And Cory will put Vess down. Vess is squirming oh so much. Like, so much, so much. He is just squirming and snorting. And then there is suddenly just smashes into the illusion that is Faileth. And partly vanishes. Ah. Oh, Hello, piggy. There you are, young lady. I locked him. Chicky bastard. No, you didn't, I don't think. I didn't. Do you know where he is? Well, we believe he's in this house. Oh, good, let's go get him. To be perfectly honest, I've forgotten why we even want him, but I really want to get him. Well, in part, he did try to kill all of us with that fire monster thing. The jerk. I'm curious to know what Andre's reaction is to this. He's, we came with a Faileth who looks like Faileth. And then we encountered a gnome child who now sounds like Faileth. 
Audrey had actually started walking towards him and drew his sword and then stops once he sees uh, I'm assuming the little thing you guys are describing is that octopus. No, that's a pig. Oh, do you not know about the pig? No, I haven't gotten there yet. He's so cute. He's like made of moss and little flowers grow on him and Fela found him in the forest. He's my moss pig. Oh my goodness, that's adorable. His name is Vessel. He's our version of vegan bacon. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he had his sword drawn and then sees this pig run and then just disappear and then recognizes Faith's voice and then stops. Turns back to Millie and Phelan. And back to this illusion is Does someone look to fill me in that Faith has a twin that I, the princess didn't know about? No. Faileth drops her illusion because it's clearly gotten her as far as it's going to get. Well, I believe that is an explanation best. The minute Faileth drops the illusion, Melian also reverts to standard Melian so that he, he can behave as if it was all part of one spell. Awesome. Uh, give me a stealth check. This is not for the party members. This is for the other people on the street. I legit rolled a nat 20, which is a total of 23. Melian is very good at this kind of thing. He's had a lot of practice. You just sort of, like, wrapped your cloak, just, like, sort of swirled it around you as you resumed your full height. So the next time Andre looks that direction, Melian's standing there. He's confused. You can see visible confusion on his face, but he'll put it sort of... Apologies, friend paladin. We we did not mean to deceive you. However, it was very important to maintain Faileth's illusion. An interesting spell. You just found out about my illusion. That I helped you maintain, yes. Okay. We should, uh, perhaps see about the gnome in the house before it manages to transport itself elsewhere again. Agreed. Hori, did you say itself? We're going to need to speak about your racism towards gnomes. Ah. Says the druid racist. I repeat again that druids are not a race. Druids are an abomination. <laughs> well, we should try to take him by surprise. Fair enough. Melian shoes the two paladins away and then just goes to kick in the door. Yeah, Andre would have done something very similar. He would have just been brave before straightforward too, so... Stays true to my barbarian roots. How sturdy is that door? It will crack. As you approach this door and you pull back your boot and you smash into it, it will crack and shatter inwards. This house is dank. It is dusty. It doesn't appear even as if anyone has really lived here. But you can see footsteps in it. More than one set. Some smaller. Likely remote ones. Others not. And you can hear just straining at the edge of your hearing with your passive perception of ten. <laughs> Oof. You can just barely make out what sounds like voices. If Melly can hear, does that mean the rest of us hear it as well? Yes. Everyone can hear. The only person that wouldn't be able to hear is currently in a coma. Oh. Ooh. We miss you, Yovan, for more reasons than one. <laughs> Pour one out for one's homies. Perhaps we should sneak up on them and see what we can learn from listening before we surprise attack them. Melian looks at Quarry as if they are a whole new person. Paladin, did you just suggest we sneak? Yes. Are, are you feeling quite all right? 
I'm so proud. Why? What? What's... No, it is a good suggestion. I... You learn. They grow up so fast. He's clearly a villain. I don't think he deserves the same consideration as the honest citizens of Dwemer Hollow. We'll make a proper rogue of you, yeah. That said, I myself am not very adept at sneaking, but perhaps I could prevail upon one of you to uh, signal when the time is right. Malian turns to, with arms crossed to look at the other paladin. You see him kind of look disappointed. He's like, I think that's wise. Uh, I'm a bit more direct than that. Shocker. I like this one, but the paladin's plan is sound. Faileth, perhaps you and I could stealthily make our way into the building. Yep. Then I can cover the other door if there is one. Can I send Carlin instead of me? Yes. Perhaps one of you would be so good as to carry Carlin and then I will be able to listen along. I forgot that I have this is swimming and climbing, you guys. I could have climbed way Oh the same amount, I guess. But I did have them. <laughs> I didn't add the plus five, but I do have them. Quarry, don't you have boots that make it quiet for you to move? Oh my gosh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think we made sure you got them because you're the least sneaky. Mm-hmm. I think I bought the boots of Elven kind. Oh, they give me advantage on dexterity self checks, which means I it'll just be a flat roll. But I warn you all now, my dexterity is not good. I think Quarry would, like for this kind of thing where they don't need to be super nearby and we're just listening to the conversation, I think Quarry would send Carlin. They won't be far behind. Look, I'll take Carlin if you'll keep Veth. I don't think he should come. He's not the sneakiest little pig. No offense, darling. I love you. Of course, yes. The good plan. He'll nuzzle into you. Carlin, would you be so good as to accompany Faileth and listen in for me? Carlin will look at you. You'll quietly hear him say, Other half that makes me whole. If that is what you wish, then that is what it shall be. And then one tentacle will reach out and grab onto Faleth's shoulder, and then another will reach out, and they will just, like, glom onto Faleth. So now, in a way that he isn't inhibiting your movement, but he is now basically a backpack. <laughs> and then he will blend in with your clothing. Faleth, perhaps you could once again cast that spell that will allow me to take on your form. Why? So that we might both be smaller as we stealthily infiltrate this building. But I don't need to be a gnome again. No, perhaps just the part where I look like you. I don't... Oh! Yes, Melian! I will cast a spell to make you look like me. I will cast the spell. Me! With my magic! That's <laughs> 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 what I say. Can I, can I do an inside check on these two? <laughs> she just winked. Please make a deception check, and yes, please do an inside check. Oh, boy. But I'm being so clever. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, mine wasn't good. I do get a plus five to deception, so that is a nine. Oh, wow. I got a ten. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. I rolled so low, and I was like, oh, well, okay. 
Yeah, I rolled a four, but I get plus five to deception. Wait, can I assist? Yeah, go right ahead. We'll we'll treat this as assisting. You make your own deception check. If it beats a DC 12, then we'll give Faileth advantage. I rolled a 12. Okay, that's fine. Faileth, you do have advantage. Let's see if you roll a one. Uh, that is a 13 plus five. So for this briefest of moments, you almost, you get this deep-seated feeling that this doesn't add up. But then as they continue to talk, it, it okay, it, it makes sense. They're just, they're strange people. The, the princess, she, she's, she likes strange people. It makes sense. Fela does some arcane gestures, says some nonsense, and Melian shapeshifts. Wiggles her arms extremely dramatically. And the proof is in the pudding. I mean, undeniably, her spell worked. <laughs> That's right. So clearly, it was my magic all along, where I have that power. What a peculiar spell. Interesting. Yes. It is the change Melian and Melian's only shape that I have perfected in the years that we have been companions traveling together. So good. Faileth, perhaps we should go into the house now. That is not what my voice sounds like. How dare you? Pretty good to me. Just for that, I should turn you into a toad. Somewhere far in the distance, there is a shoe shiner who keeps quietly touching the purse in which he is now holding perhaps the most money he's ever held in his entire life. Quite likely the most money he's ever held in his entire life. Thinking about a girl. A beautiful girl. <gasps> a girl that he will have to find to help her. No! To repay the debt. Don't do this to me. Would you like to enter the house? Yeah. Indeed. Can I have stealth checks from both of you? I'm so quiet, you guys. I'm like, I'm like a ghost myself. I'm not even there. I'm so quiet. Fifteen. As the two of them are going to sneak into the house, what are Quarry and Andre doing? Are you guys staying at the front of the house? Is one of you sneaking around the side of it to the back? Quarry will keep watch at the front. Andre would be looking for alternate ways out, so kind of scoping the entire house, but mainly looking for back back door. Okay, can you give me a stealth check? Fourteen. And can you give me a perception check? Dirty twenty. So as you go about, you note there are no windows that are low on this house. They're all on the second floor. This means that the first floor is probably quite dark and must have been lit another way. As you come around to the back of the house... The building is right up against another one. There isn't any... There isn't another door. There's only one entrance into this building. If someone's going to get out, maybe it's onto the roof. Maybe in the basement. Are you going to make your way back to Quarry? Yep. And he'll go and he'll tell them, no back door or any other windows, but... It's connected to the next building. Might be a secret passage somewhere. Do you think we should look for this secret passage, or would you like to stay here with me? Probably better off waiting until your companions return. Then, if you would watch, I will turn my attention to what I can learn through Carlin. 
and I will uh, keep you apprised of what their progress is. Sounds good to me. And I will start looking through Carlin's eyes. You shift looking through Carlin's eyes. There's that dramatic change, that shift of perspective. As the world, sight, its sounds diminish for your body as you begin to take up Carlin's and you begin to see through his strange way of sight. His sight that is almost melded with sound, with energy, is how he views things. Seeing different strands of color dancing through the air. Faileth, Melian Faileth, and Carlin will slowly make their way the house. You'll come to a set of stairs. You'll first pass a few doors. You don't hear any sound coming from them. Would you like to open them, enter them? Or are you going to keep moving until, until you're close enough to hear the sounds audibly? Uh, Mel Melian's pretty mission-focused, so he'll just keep moving. Faileth is, is always distractible, but will follow Melian. As you continue to sneak, you will come to a section where it is really dark because basically there's almost no light. And then after Faileth helps you move through this area, Melian, you'll just come around to an area where there is light spilling down through a staircase. And where you're standing, you can hear sounds. You can hear what sounds like people talking. It's muffled. Can you give me a perception check? 18. So you can hear... There's two important things. You can hear the creaking sound of movement above you. As if there might be a person on the floor above you. And you don't see any stairs that go down, but as you slowly lower your head to the floor and you press your ear against it, through the floor, likely in some kind of basement, you can hear someone talking. They're talking quickly, and you don't catch what the first person says, but the second person you do hear Yes, Witchmaster. Yes, we'll keep watch for them. No one will disturb what you have planned. And that is where we'll close out today's session. Thank you for listening to Roll With Adventure, where we bring you this story from our imagination to your ears. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe for future episodes, rate us where you get your podcast, and visit us at www.rollwithadventure.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can write us at dm at rollwithadventure.com. Our intro and outro music is Brave by Arcane Anthems. Thanks for the components of this episode's soundscapes. Go to zapsplat.com, Purple Planet Music, and Arcane Anthems. Full credits are in the episode description. Mm -hmm.
probably grab my character sheet. <laughs> With six, I'm going first? Uh-huh. Yes. No. Da, 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 da. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, none of... Yeah, we all rolled six and lower, and it is... I'm a little nervous for me now. I think this might be the end. I keep thinking rinse wind, which is not it. I don't have cold brain. I can think and do things. Anyway, we're recording now, so... We can find out what shenanigans Faith gets up to so we can speed along until the part where she gets an undyingly loyal companion to shine her shoes. Or we confuse everyone when they see there's two of the same person. Don't startle me with... <laughs> well, you met my not-identical twin sister. Oh my god, two Faiths. And the fact that you think we look alike is racist. You're just elf racist. Oh my goodness. Ooh, wow. Okay. D&D got real. Yup. Faileth is not afraid to pull the race card. Faileth, you don't have a sister. Shush, I'm trying to get rid of this child that you solved me with. Look, Steven Skillet, you must grow up sometimes. You cannot live in faraway land. What did you call me? Steven Skillet. It's a, it's this world's version of Peter Pan. Get it? Oh, I'm in actual pain. I'm in literal agony. Oh my gosh, that was good. Steven Skillet. I was like, is this some sort of strange Steven Seagal reference that I'm not understanding? <laughs> Uh, wait, I'm glad that I started the recording. You're canceled. Would you fire Brian? <laughs> oh, oh that, was, that was so many steps removed that I explained that joke. Oh, 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 God, I'm crying. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs>